Welcome to the Hidden Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Homer Hargrove. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of having accountability as a leader. In this episode, I'm going to give you three takeaways at the end to be able to help you directly apply what we talk about in this message to your leadership and organization. Every single week, we come out with a new episode to be able to help you tap into your potential. We do that by giving you practical and mental tools to help you in your leadership. Let's get started with a big thought, and that is accountability is usually sound it usually sounds restrictive to the person who's being accountable because it makes you feel like you're putting yourself into a box or you're positioning yourself to have to ask permission. But that is not what we're talking about today. Choosing to find someone to be accountable to is choosing to ask someone to help you achieve your goals and greater results in your life and leadership. And in this episode today, we're going to explain what healthy accountability should look like and what toxic accountability looks like. And then we're going to unpack two main reasons as to why you should seek accountability. So let's start off with what it is and what it isn't. What, what I've found out over the last 13 years in ministry, I've seen so many ministers and so many organizations portray accountability, but do not actually live out that accountability, meaning that they have the systems in place. They may have the systems there, but they do not actively use them. And this is simply having a false perception of yourself in order to put on a show for others. If you don't use it, you're not really using it. And in order for accountability to really work, you have to actually talk to someone. You have to verbally talk to someone. You have to uh, on a regular basis. Uh, and you may even want to have different layers of accountability. So what I mean by that is that with each different person who helps you, they may be a, a different layer of accountability for you. Um, for example, you may want to check in someone daily via text, maybe a very like uh, kind of like a passive accountability where you text them every day. Someone you want to you may want to have someone that you check in with weekly. Maybe with this person, you're calling and talking on the phone for 20 or 30 minutes. You want may want to have someone that you check in with monthly with an hour phone call. Maybe you check in with someone quarterly and this is a FaceTime call. And if maybe you have someone that you check in with every year on an annual basis and you have a personal one-on-one -on -one meeting with them. See, all of these are simply examples to help you get started. And I would suggest personally that you start with at least someone that you're talking to on the phone with uh, once a week and adapting from there according to your needs and ambitions. Uh, it's, to be transparent for myself, I have three people who I'm accountable to. Uh, that's daily I'm accountable to my wife. And at the end of every day, we I, we literally talk about any temptations I've had um, because I'm a pastor and I want to live a transparent lifestyle that's that's pure. And so I talk to my wife about that every day. And it, it can be uh, as simple as like, hey, how's everything been? Or if it's something that we need to actually talk about more in depth, we have that opportunity every day. Then I have someone that I check in with weekly. I used to call them every week. Now we text every week and then talk once a month. And that's another person other than my wife who I'm spiritually accountable 
for. Uh, with this person, I not only talk about like sin or temptation, but I even talk about the health of my marriage, the health of uh, myself, my, my own mental health, um, being a father, being a pastor, uh, the health of my church. I, it's really a per, uh, someone that I'm able to be accountable to in kind of all these uh, personal areas of my life. And then I have another person that I talk to once a month, and this is a, a phone call where we, I really talk about like kind of the organization of the church and, and kind of like practical aspects and, and decisions that I make. See, it, and these are three main people that I talk to on a regular basis. Do I have, I have others that I kind of uh, check in here and there, but those are three that I have that are consistent and have a certain frequency and specific things that we talk about. Now, I think that it can get really unhealthy or even toxic real fast when it turns into someone having power over your life. When they have power over your life, power over your decisions. And this is often what we see within churches. This kind of accountability that puts someone in charge over you. I hate that. I, I always hated that term when uh, within church, certain church ministries are like, oh, I'm under so-and-so or I'm over so-and-so. See, this is the idea that someone gets to dictate what they think that you should or shouldn't do, and they have this control over you, but it ends up feeling a lot more like a cult. It, it, it often damages people emotionally and spiritually. Most people that have I've witnessed under that kind of quote-unquote accountability, again, I don't really think that's accountability. I think that's more cult-like. They don't even go to church anymore. They feel emotionally damaged. They feel confused in their life. And they seem worse, not better. And it's good to ask for advice. Let me make that clear. It's good to ask for advice and counsel from someone that you admire or trust. I'm not advocating that you shouldn't have to listen to anyone. That's not what I'm saying. But it's not necessarily good when you don't have a say in the matter. If you disagree with someone's advice, that's your right to disagree with them. And it's on you whether that is wise or foolish. It's not for someone else to say or control over you. See, I believe that healthy, on the flip side, healthy personal accountability is about having authentic and transparent conversation with someone that you trust. Transparent and authentic conversation with someone that you trust. And the person that you choose to help you be accountable should believe in you and have your best interests at heart. It can be very similar to today's idea of, of like life coaching or mentoring, but their sole job, their sole role is to help you to stick what you said to what you said you wanted to do or what you said you didn't want to do. And they, the key here is understanding that you have the power to set your own standards, that you have the decision-making ability to set the standards you want to keep and at the, at the beginning, it's not for someone else to set them up for you. Can this person give their suggestions or advice? Of course, that is very helpful. But when it comes into this controlling nature, I think that's toxic. Now, with all that I'm talking about with this kind of accountability, I'm talking about personal accountability in which you are reaching out. If your job requires accountability, you know, you may not have the say in certain matters, like the idea of setting up certain standards or how, how frequent or things like that. I'm talking about personal accountability where you're looking for it from someone else. Now, let's talk about some drives of accountability. Let's first talk about how accountability protects you. This side of accountability is the idea of protecting you from yourself and from the world. 
it, it's if you are a minister especially you need accountability to help keep you from temptation it, it's the same idea of someone who's trying to get healthy or someone who's trying to, to stay healthy the idea of getting a fitness coach will help motivate them by asking what their diet has looked like. Having someone that you're telling them like, well, I ate this today, or I should have ate that, but I ate this. See, asking them if they have been eating trash or not, it helps motivate them uh, to say no to something they know they, they shouldn't eat. In, in the same way, just knowing that you're going to talk to someone about what you may or may not do, it helps motivate you to make more rational choices. When we're tempted with something, when the, when the temptation of any kind of pleasure enters our mind, you, there's a, literally a chemical equation. There's literally a, electricity in your brain that where it puts all of the energy into desire. And it, it, you, you have to take away that energy from another part of your brain. Guess where it takes it away from? Your judgment. And that's why when you're not tempted, you can say, oh, I do not want to do this. But when you feel that desire or that temptation come, you think differently because your brain is not operating on the same kind of energy levels. This is where accountability comes in. It helps you to still use rational judgment with the simple thought that I'm going to talk to someone about this. This is not private. I'm transparent about this. And it helps you to make a decision to stay strong even when you feel weak. And it will, this accountability, having that accountability, it simply helps strengthen your willpower. And your level of transparency will determine your level of victory. Let me say that one more time. This is a really big belief I have. Your level of transparency will determine your level of accountability. Anything that you are hiding from your accountability partner is only going to be a trap for yourself. If you're afraid to talk about it, it's just like how Jesus says, a little bit of yeast will permeate through the whole batch of dough. And if you have this little thing that you feel like, oh, well, it's not a big deal. I don't have to talk about it. You know, it'll just be my little thing. It's, I don't have to really, you know, disclose this. I, I can almost guarantee you that it will turn into a bigger thing. And you'll learn this when you start practicing accountability on a regular basis, that whatever you hide grows. And so allow yourself to just be transparent. This should be a person that you can really trust. And even if you share this dark little secret, they're not going to... Uh, think you're a horrible person, they're going to, they're going to see, okay, well, let's, let's work on that. We can help you grow in that. And this is really, again, who you choose matters in this area. Now let's talk about accountability helps drive you. The, this, this is the idea that accountability motivates you to do more than if you were to just doing it by yourself. It's similar to working out. Again, another health analogy. When you have a spotter, you will lift more weight. You will do one more rep because you have another person helping to motivate you. When you're by yourself, you're, you're not saying that you can't lift more weight, but you will be less motivated than if you were to have someone. Having someone that is checking in on your goals is the same way. It helps you to stay, it helps you to stay focused, helps you to stay motivated in achieving those goals than if you were just doing it by yourself. Can you still achieve those goals by yourself? Yes, but accountability helps you. And why wouldn't you want the help? And the only way you can really answer that is because of pride. You just I don't need anyone. I'm a I'm a lone ranger. I'm a lone wolf. I'm just I'm telling you that's not a great method 
for longevity within leadership because we're not talking about someone who beats you up if you fall short. We're talking about someone who cares about you and wants you to wants to see you win. And and if you're feeling off in the moments that you're feeling tired, the moments that you're feeling off, it, it's those days and those seasons in which our game and our motivation will change where accountability steps in and is simply helping assure that you're going to achieve what you want even when you feel off, even when you feel discouraged, even when you feel out of it, accountability assures to help stay motivated. And again, you may you may have great motivation. There will be a time where you just feel drained. There will be a time where you may feel burnt out. And you will change your own standard depending on how you feel. And accountability just helps you to keep that standard strong. Now, let's end with three takeaways to be able to apply what we talked about today with accountability. That is, first, number one, write down three to five things that you want to protect yourself from through accountability. Three to five things that you want to resist or protect yourself from when it comes to accountability. Um, this could be as simple as like maybe a dietary thing that you're trying to work on, or uh, may, uh, maybe it's something with purity. Maybe it's as simple as uh, I, I don't want to um, have any entertainment during the day so I can work on stuff. And you need someone to be accountable to, to just not turn on a show, not scroll through social media, to, to be able to stay focused. Anything that you're trying to protect yourself from. It could be light, it could be heavy. Number two, write down three to five habitual or accomplish centric goals that you want to achieve. Maybe you're trying to, uh, you're at a place where you're just kind of starting out and you want to have accountability to read the Bible every single day. You want to have a disciplined spiritual life, or maybe that that's a ha that's a habitual goal, or maybe you have a comp an accomplish centric goal to where you have something that you actually want to achieve. And the only way to achieve that is by having like a deadline or a goal. And you want someone to help you stay accountable in the process of achieving that three to five of those goals. And finally, number three, establish one to three people that you to be accountable to with a frequency and type of communication. How often are you going to talk to this person and in which method are you going to talk to? Again, this is you're able to adapt this, but I, I really strongly strongly suggest that if it's your first time, start out with just a week. Try get one person and start with just weekly calling on the phone, talking for 20 minutes. And from there, you can adapt. After doing that for a month, adapt, pivot, uh, and then grow from there. But all that being said, I hope that this episode was meaningful for you. I hope that it was edifying for your leadership. Can you do me a favor? Can you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast? It'd really mean a lot to me, and it'd help others be able to see this show too. All that being said, until next time, have a great life.